Kia and welcome back to Raro Radio. Each week we will have a theme for our podcast and this week's theme is Epic Fails. Our first story comes from Millie Preston and Lola Bird, who want to convince you that the only difference between you and Harry Styles is the scale of your mistakes. Act 1. Celebrity Fails. Epic fails. We all experience them. Whether they're in front of five people or 500,000, they're always embarrassing. But we're all human. And today on Ravo Radio, we are comparing our epic fails to celebrities. But what is an epic fail and how are they different to fails? Epic fails are just like fails but on a much bigger scale. Oh well, I definitely have an epic fail for you. Falling downstairs. I fall downstairs all the time. Accidentally tripping over a stair you thought wasn't there. But be glad you're not Madonna because she fell off stage at the Brit Awards. That's not as bad as when you rip your pants. Britney Spears experienced that, but with fishnet tights. Even worse, they ripped in the wrong place. Oh my gosh. But you know when you're just walking around town and suddenly your face is hugging the ground because you tripped on something like the tiniest rock and now everyone is staring at you? Oh, you can now relate to Harry Styles on a whole new level. He did just that, but at the opening night of his world tour. OMG! But you know when you're just walking around town and suddenly your face is hugging the pavement? Well, and everyone is staring at you because you tripped on something like the smallest rock? You can now relate to Harry Styles on a whole new level. He did just that, but at the opening night of his world tour. Imagine you're Adele and you're on stage and you sing the wrong lyrics to your own song. How bad would that be? The only thing that could be worse would be calling your teacher mum or dad. Would you rather call your teacher mum or dad or forget the wrong lyrics to your own song on stage? Well, they're both pretty bad. Celebrities all have fails and sometimes they're even worse than ours. So next time you fall over or rip your pants or just have a major epic fail, brush yourself off and keep on walking. History is full of ups and downs. And our next item by Abe and Chen is going to focus on those not-so-good moments. Act 2, History's Greatest Fails. History is made up of successes and failures, more often the latter. I am Avon Chen, and I am here to list three of history's greatest failures. Number 1, the Mongolian invasion of Japan. At the peak of the empire, the Mongols had created a colossal empire, and they still wanted more. Kublai Khan, the Mongolian ruler, massed his ships to invade Japan. As soon as the Mongolians began their campaign, they got news of an approaching typhoon. They called their troops onto the boats to wait out the storm, but most of the fleet was destroyed by the typhoon. They retreated back to friendly land. A few years later, the Mongolians had assembled an even larger fleet of ships and prepared to attack. They got through a few days before getting destroyed by another typhoon, one of the kind that occurs every few hundred years. The Mongolians invaded Japan twice. Both times, they got killed by typhoons. Number two, the Maginot Line. After World War I, when France got invaded by Germany, France built a line of forts and gun bases along its border. However, the Maginot Line did not stretch through the border it shared with Belgium because it could endanger the treaty they had. Besides, it would be nearly impossible to move an army through the dense forests lining the border there. Well, that didn't stop Hitler doing it and making the whole line absolutely useless. Number three, the Titanic. The Titanic was one of three Olympic-class ocean liners, and it was described 
as an unsinkable ship. The Titanic was the biggest ocean liner in service at the time. It sank in the early morning of the 15th of April in 1912. Stupidly, the Titanic only carried enough lifeboats to support half the crew and passengers on board due to outdated safety regulations. Don't say a boat is unsinkable unless it actually is. The Titanic is currently the second largest shipwreck in the world, after her sister, HMHS Britannic. If history has taught us anything, is that there will always be a huge fail waiting for us somewhere in the future. The question is, how we respond to this fail. I am Avon Chen, and these were the top three failures in history. We all have our own stories about times we have screwed things up. Our correspondent, Jude Anderson, interviewed some students from our class to share their worst fails with you. Act 3. Room 1 Fails. Hi, my name is Jude. Today I'm going to be interviewing others about some of their epic fails. So Alex, tell us about what happened. Okay, so my friends and I were at camp and we were ecstatic for dinner. We were basically running to the spot where we would be cooking our burgers. Yet I didn't know I was cooking a burger patty for a person who had never had a burger before. I was just so scared that it would be raw. I really didn't want to ruin it for this person. So I kept checking it and checking it and checking it and it ended up just turning into a pile of mints. She was happy with it though, thankfully. I felt really bad for the person and I hope that it doesn't put them off burgers for the rest of their life. So I ended up trying a second patty. This one would be for myself and I guess what goes around comes around. So I was trying to seem a little bit impressive and reached up to flip the patty like a really good chef. But of course I'm not one and oil sprayed up onto my wrist. I flipped and it landed straight onto the ground, the concrete ground, which had leaves and disgusting stuff on it. So I, since I was so hungry, I just ended up flipping it back into the pan and eating it later on. Did it taste nice? Like, was it okay? Yeah, it, was, it ended up being fine, but I'm still definitely gonna have burgers again, that's for sure. Lastly, this week, we bring you an interactive story experience. Game master Nico Virtue has, des- has designed a dungeon for his friends. And we get to listen in on, on their attempts to make it out alive. Act four, welcome to the dungeon. This is Nico and welcome to the dungeon. We are going to be playing a little campaign today with two players. Hi, I'm Josh and I'm the elemental wizard. Hi, I'm Andre and I'm the random guy who falls into the dungeon. We are going to create a shared story together. Every time one of the characters make an action, I will roll the dice to decide the outcome. If they roll a one to six or two to six, they completely and utterly fail. If they roll a 7 to 9, they succeed, but also kind of don't succeed. And if they, if I roll 
a 10 to 12, then they will completely succeed. We are going to roll two regular six-sided dice. The adventurers were walking together and talking about stuff that adventurers talk about when they stupidly fell into a hole that was just right there in the ground and landed in a dark, gloomy dungeon. You just fell into a pit. How do you react? Oh no. Where are we? My character gets up and tries to find a way out immediately. This will be the first roll to see if you can find an exit. Double sixes. You find three amazing exits that may or may not lead somewhere. Uh, well, the tunnel on the left leads a hard turn left and you can't really see where it leads. The tunnel in the middle goes straight forwards but it gets really dark so you can't see the end of it. And the far right tunnel goes down a couple meters on a slope into this some room but you can only see a little bit of the room. Which way do you go? Let's go see what's down the middle door. You walk through the very, very dimly lit, so dimly lit that you can only just see your hand in front of your face if you hold it really close. And you hear squeaking noises, but you cannot tell where they're coming from at all. What do you do? Um, cast a spell to light up uh, the tunnel. With a 10, your spell succeeds. A small glowing white sun emits from your wand and hovers above you. It gives off a eerie glow that makes you feel warm inside. Then you look past it and you see the cluster of rabid bats hanging from the roof and looking at you with their beady red eyes thinking of how delicious you'll be. What do you do? Ask, jo ask Josh for powers to help fight the bats. With an eight, all Josh can do is increase your height of jump. What do you do now? Jump on the bats. With the nine, you leap into the air squash a couple bats but also hit your head on the roof and fall back down take four points of damage. damage now what do you do um i'm gonna cast a spell to increase the gravity around the bats so they fall down with a 10 your wand emits a black stream of darkness that engulfs the bats and increases the gravity and they fall straight off the roof because their tiny legs cannot hold onto the dungeon roof any longer and they hit their heads on the ground. There are now 10 bats because most of them died by breaking their necks on the fall. The bats that still remain, most of them are a bit woozy so they attack Andre because they know that he doesn't make weird stuff come out of his wands. With a five, the bats zoom straight past Andre's head and break all their tiny necks against the wall behind Andre. Without really trying, you've managed to kill about 50 bats. 
<laughs> you walk into the room and find that it looks empty. What do you do? Check the roof for bats. <laughs> On a four, you look up at the ceiling and it is completely dark and you have no clue how high the ceiling is or if there are bats on it. Um, probably light up the room again, cast a spell. On a six, you attempt to light up the room with a spell and accidentally cast a spell that makes all the room completely pitch black. Now you can see nothing, just nothing at all. Suddenly, the entrance that you came from slides shut and all you hear is a slow rumbling and a click. You feel something push you from behind further into the room. What do you do? Uh, like, poke your foot around to feel your surroundings. You go to move your feet. You roll an eight. You move your foot around. You pu- it pushes a plate, which sends something whizzing past and thunks also pulling out some of your hair. What do you do? Um, try and use fire to um, reveal something around me. What do you want to light up? The thing that shot past Andre. On a seven, you see a burning stick on the wall, except it doesn't really illuminate much of the room, just a small, small area around the stick. You hear another click and a rumble, and you feel the wall, or you hear the wall behind you, slowly, slowly move closer together. What do you do? We look for other traps that could be in the room. On a 10, you Andre searches around the room and hits a pressure plate, which just in front of him opens a pit with spikes and two skeletons on a spike. I'm going to use my gravity-changing magic to make us both levitate to the ceiling. On a five, you levitate up with Andre and look up and you can just see that there are a lot of spikes on the ceiling. Like, the entire ceiling is laced with spikes and you're slowly floating towards it. With Andre. I'm gonna turn back time till just before we levitated so I can stop it. On a two, you try to use space your time travel, but you rip a hole in the space time continuum, and a very angry time guardian of ultimate power comes out and literally just makes you cease to ever have existed with a time scepter. The Time Guardian comes out of the portal, says time's up, and zaps you out of ever existing. Thank you for playing. Better luck next time. Thank you for listening and supporting our show. Thanks as always to our teacher, Chris Johnston, who always has to check the roof for bats. We'd also love you to check out our website, rarapodcast.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.